Hello and welcome to Holistic Health Chats, a podcast where we chat about all things holistic women's health and everything in between. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, a women's health nutritionist with a focus on helping women to heal holistically and live pain and symptom free. I'm so happy that you've made your way here. Tune in every week so we can listen, learn and be inspired together. This week's episode of Holistic Health Chats is part four in the preconception and pregnancy series, a solo series where I am covering all different topics and issues inspired by my clients' preconception and pregnancy journeys, as well as my own. In this week's episode, I cover how to know when it's time to start preconception care. If you're currently thinking about family planning, actively trying to conceive, or think maybe babies will be on the cards in the next few years, this episode is one you won't want to miss. And finally, before we get into this week's episode, I have an exciting announcement. I've been hinting at it for a little while, not too sure if you've picked up on it, but as you know, I'm pregnant at the moment and I've wanted to create a resource because I've been sharing a lot of information online and I've also been getting a lot of questions as well. So I have created a super valuable little mini course called the A to Z Preconception Nutrition Plan and it is available now. So it is available now at a special price, which I won't mention what it is, but it is only available at this price for one week. And then it will go up after that. So it is going to walk you through really all the key ingredients that I've been touching on throughout these podcasts in more depth. It will go into, you know, what blood tests you need to look at organizing, when, what, results you're looking for in those results and what that actually means, um, how this translates to the food that you're eating. Um, We will also touch on prenatal recommendations because I know everyone wants to know what I recommend. I've been getting that question a lot, but as I've also been discussing, it's a lot more than just your prenatal. We will also look at, you know, how to identify your fertile window and those really key things that are going to help you to optimize your preconception health. So you can get that right now at selendouglas.com forward slash preconception. The link is also in the show notes. So you can either type that in or click through into the show notes, whatever app you're listening to this in and access that. Please make sure you read through the page, which outlines when it will all be made available to you as it is offered at the moment at a pre-sale price only for one week. So if you are, as I said, currently thinking about family planning, actively trying or just maybe think it might be on the cards for you in the next few years, then this is absolutely something that you want to get your hands on. And without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode where we are covering all things preconception and pregnancy. So in this episode, we're talking about how do you know when it's time to start preconception care and really how much time should you be allocating to it? This should be a fairly short little episode, but if you went and listened to episode 25, when I talked about 10 things to address in your preconception period, if you haven't listened to that, I definitely 
definitely recommend going back and having a listen to that episode because the answer to this question is entirely dependent on your current health picture. So what's talked about a lot is the three-month period or the 90 days. And yes, that is amazing. And the reason that that is talked about a lot is because your egg that's released at ovulation takes 88 days, so nearly three months to mature. So the whole principle behind this 90-day period is that the changes and strategies that you would be implementing at that day one to optimize your health, optimize your nutrient status, and ultimately improve your egg quality are going to then have that flow-on effect by that three-month period. So hopefully that makes sense. And it's the same thing, to be honest, when we're working in clinic with clients and they have uh, hormonal imbalances and we're working to correct something, we need to allocate three months to a particularly particular protocol or strategy in order to properly understand and identify really if that has been effective or not. And that is all because that egg is taking 88 days to mature. So that's why we give that three month period. So Not every pregnancy is planned, of course, and that's also totally fine. There's a lot that we can do, you know, early trimester one and certainly even in later trimesters as well to look at optimizing your health and nutrition. But ultimately, if you know that you're thinking about uh, preconception, then the more time, the better. So things to kind of factor in, and you'll know this if you did go back and listen to episode 25, is that, you know, if you're currently taking birth control, maybe you have an IUD, a Mirena, you're taking the pill, you are going to need to allow a little bit more time than someone who's not on the pill and who is aware of when they ovulate and who is already tracking their cycle, right? Because ultimately, if you are, say, on the pill, then your ovulation is being suppressed and we can't be sure exactly how long it will take um, once you stop taking that for you to get a proper ovulatory menstrual cycle back. This is not the same as having a bleed once you stop taking the pill. So just to clarify that, that when you stop taking the pill, you will bleed. That doesn't mean you're having a period. That's just a withdrawal bleed from the hormones. You need to wait a full cycle until you've ovulated and had a period to actually know that you have your period back. So hopefully that makes sense. But that's, say, an example of something where if that's your current health situation, you would be going, okay, well, you know, I feel like my health overall is quite good, but not ovulating at the moment because I'm on birth control. So I'm going to allow, you know, potentially another three months to that to work on getting my cycle back and understanding a bit more about my hormones. So that's one possible scenario. Another might be that you have an underlying hormonal imbalance and maybe you know that because you are unsure if you ovulate. So a really common scenario for this would be that perhaps, you know, you have PCOS and you have a very irregular cycle that's coming, you know, every 60 days or or is more sporadic than that. And there's question marks, of course, there that, you know, possibly ovulation is either happening very irregularly or is not happening at all. So again, another situation in which it's very possible for you to fall pregnant naturally, but you're going to need to allow yourself a greater amount of time in order to work on that because you have a little more to work on than just, you know, getting some blood tests done and 
looking at introducing a prenatal. Okay. So when I say that preconception care is really a lot more than just taking a prenatal and calling it a day, these are some of the reasons why really. Other things to factor in is that if you have completely no idea when you're fertile, if you are just, you know, not really in touch with your body or no one's ever really spoken to you about it and you're not really sure or confident in addressing that, I think allowing yourself a little more time, if it happens sooner than that, amazing, but giving yourself that liberty of having more time is really, really good to come from that kind of mindset because otherwise it can be stressful um, if you're trying to decode your body and you want a baby like, you know, yesterday, right? So giving yourself a little extra time is great for something like that. Another situation is if there is any underlying health conditions, like perhaps you know that you have an issue with insulin resistance, which might predispose you to something like gestational diabetes. Perhaps that's something that, you know, you want to put a little bit more groundwork in and again, allowing yourself an additional three, six months, whatever it is to rectify that. Another situation would be if you have a chronic history of gut issues and you have, you know, you have IBS-like symptoms and you can't see me obviously because this is an audio, but I'm kind of air quoting IBS-like symptoms because IBS, which is not something we've talked about too much on the show, but IBS is really just a banner blanket term that is completely useless and doesn't actually explain what's going on. It's basically like saying, you know, you have irritable hormones. It's like, well, thank you. You know, my symptoms told me that I didn't quite need the label. It is frankly useless and uh, is just a blanket term, which is applied to a collection of symptoms and doesn't usually give people anywhere to go in terms of how to rectify that. So if you know that you have quite overt gut symptoms, um, perhaps that's something you may want to look at addressing because ultimately your microbiome, so the collection of beneficial, the collection of bacteria in, in as a whole living in your digestive system are ultimately going to help shape the health, particularly the immune health of your baby. And so if you know that there's underlying issues there or you feel or sense that something's not quite right, then perhaps that's something you want to allow an additional six months or so to work on with a practitioner and get some answers, get some testing done in order to, you know, really identify what's going on there. So again, another scenario, and that would really help to optimize your baby's health. Ultimately, there is a lot of research showing that, you know, your gut health can, and and certainly probiotic use, certain strains can actually reduce the incident of even things like eczema and a lot of childhood immune issues as well. So it's very, very clear. We know that's there. The other things which I mentioned in that episode 25, you can really fit into that three-month window. So that is looking at getting your blood tests done, um, seeing what deficiencies you may or may not have, really looking at a strategic approach to your nutrition and your iron, and also looking at introducing a quality prenatal, not Elevate. Hopefully you're aware of that if you've listened to these episodes. Um, Some other common uh, nutrients or supplements that might be included in that period would be something like a probiotic or a DHA supplement. However, it is really case by case. In my opinion, we should be looking at your blood work to determine what you as an individual need. And then ultimately, we really want to be looking at optimizing blood sugar control in this period as well and making sure that you are really confident in understanding when you are fertile. Because I think for 
a long time, we've sort of been under the impression or a lot of us have been that, you know, we can kind of fall pregnant anytime. I mean, that's the whole premise that the pill works off is that you have to take this pill for three weeks out of a month because you can get pregnant anytime. And it's just quite frankly, not true. You do have a very small fertile window. So as far as the stats go, it shows that, you know, you can fall pregnant really up to five to seven days out of any cycle. But the truth of the matter is that it is a much smaller window than that, where you have the optimal chances at falling pregnant. So basically you ovulate and then you might have say like a 24 hour window at which you know, prior to ovulation and shortly after at which you can optimally fall pregnant. And then the days that sit outside of that, your chances decrease quite dramatically. So those days that are on the tail end of that week, the chances are very, very minimal. So just to sort of explain that, that it is, uh, it can be a wider window, but we also need to understand that in most cases it is smaller. So being confident with understanding where you are fertile, I think is a really, really key part of that just to really give you that confidence, I think, in understanding your body. So that was a short episode to show that there's sort of no one answer to this. Ultimately, if you have no prior health conditions, your hormones are in a great place, your gut's in a great place, and it's really just looking at optimizing those uh, nutrients through your blood work, then yes, aiming for three to four months is perfectly perfect. (laughs) And it's unlikely that you would need to allocate any more time to that. Situations which sit outside of that would be, you know, perhaps if there is issues that you know about with your hormones, if you have a thyroid condition, if you have uh, ongoing issues with your gut, if you have any other pre-existing health conditions. So these are situations in which you may want to at least mentally allocate a little bit more time to this period because there are a few other things that we want to work on in order to optimize your overall health before actually getting to this preconception period. Because ultimately preconception care is all about optimizing your health the best that it can possibly be and taking a strategic approach to a few certain things like say your iron and your prenatal and things like that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holistic Health Chats. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating and review in iTunes as this allows me to help more women just like you. Holistic Health Chats is not intended to replace medical advice, so please consult with your practitioner before making any changes to your current health. If you are ready to take your health to the next level and would like some personalized support, the next step is booking in for a complimentary health chat. Please head to selendouglas.com forward slash book for more information.